the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show Hour 2 on Fridays. We do open line Fridays. You can call about whatever you want. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I see all your calls up there, Luis and Mario and Don and Rick and Eric, and I'll get to you as soon as I can. And here, just a minute, I don't want to miss out on the absurdity of the week. That's terrible. Every week, this is a difficult thing to do, the absurdity of the week, because there are so many absurdities. Uh, But here's one for you that I found to be particularly uh, interesting. The city of Baltimore is suing Hyundai and Kia, the automakers, Hyundai and Kia, because the cars are too easy to break into. Baltimore City is suing Hyundai and Kia in federal court for actions that fueled a vehicular crime wave. That's according to the lawsuit, which was filed today in U.S. District Court. The suit claims the business decision to not equip vehicles with industry standard anti-theft technology. Well, they should have provided it. Everyone else seems to provide it. Uh, A little disappointed. Is behind the massive spike in auto thefts in Baltimore City. Up 95% compared to this time last year, according to BPD data, with Kias and Hyundais making up more than 40% of those stolen vehicles. Now, I think that maybe Kia and Hyundai should be putting alarm systems in their car. No doubt about that. They ought to be in there, you know, but... Is it their fault that their cars are being stolen? Isn't it the thieves' fault? Uh, Jared, what do you think about this? My producer today is Jared. What do you think about this, Jared? Well, uh, I'm a little sour about it. Uh, my car got broken into and stolen a couple days ago. Uh, and I, what kind I of car is that? People trying to break into it. Um, but Kia, I think we got to up the game a little bit now. So you've get, you had a Kia that was broken into. Yep. Yes, I did. And stolen. Did you get it back? No, it's it's still at large. It's stolen. I, I went to go move it uh, for sh- uh, street sweeping, and then uh, I come to find there's another car in my spot. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's stolen. You went to go move it for street sweeping. Did you uh, read the sign? Maybe uh, maybe it's in an impound lot. I called. I, I called uh, the sheriff's department. It's like, why didn't you report it right away? I'm like, because uh, it was 1130 at night, and I think I had to call the tow yard just to make sure I, it's not <laughs> stolen. I see. I see. Now, here's the question, though. Do you think Kia is responsible or is the thief responsible? Uh, ultimately, it's the thief. Okay, the thief ultimately, is ultimately responsible. Ultimately, it's still thief. breaking the law. That's what uh, Kia and Hyundai are saying to the city of Baltimore. 
Lawsuits against Kia by municipalities are without merit. Kia has been and continues to be willing to work cooperatively with law enforcement agencies in the greater Baltimore area to combat car theft and the role social media has played in encouraging it. Hyundai's response to 11 News points out that they followed all the federal requirements. It also blames thieves for spreading the how-to on social media, and it makes no mention of any lawsuit. So they blame the thieves, and apparently you can go on to uh, your Facebook or something and find out how to steal a Kia, which is, you know, maybe it's one of your Facebook friends. You check it out. I got to look into that. See who's following the how to steal a Kia group, you know. Or all of a sudden to be like, hey, I got a new Kia. Everyone check this Kia out. I'll <laughs> yeah, be very right. suspicious. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, it's the absurdity of the week because, you know, I, I would say, yeah, look, every car ought to have that on there. I understand. But you have to blame the thieves. You know, otherwise what, what should happen is, uh, you know, we should sue uh, Walgreens for having access to uh, eye drops and soap and other things um, because it's causing all the theft. Because if they didn't have if they didn't have toiletries available on the shelf at the Walgreens, people wouldn't be breaking in to steal it. It's, it's Walgreens' fault that they're getting cleaned out. It's CV, CVS's fault. Probably those long receipts. They're killing trees with all of that stuff, and uh, that they deserve to have all of their stuff stolen. Right? That's the same argument at the end of the day, isn't it? Uh, anyway, that's the absurdity of the week. Hey, what happened? That's terrible. All right, Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. I'll get your calls, many on the line, holding for a while. Also, it's Mother's Day weekend, and uh, another subject for you is, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Moms, what would you like for Mother's Day. And don't say, oh, don't get me anything, because that's not true. Somebody, they have to do something. You know, what is it that would be a clue? If you need to give a clue to your kids or to your husband or, you know, whomever might be getting you a Mother's Day gift, what's the clue? 888-528-2557. All right, back to the phones here. Mario and Mission Viejo. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi, Mario. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Go ahead. Yes, I would like to share some of my thoughts. I have been in this country since 1983, and I didn't come just because I wanted to come. Yeah. I came here against my will because the communists took over Nicaragua in 1980. Okay. And since 1979, the thing has been difficult for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, and I was, you were asking... What do we think about the border situation? You know what? I will say that we can be doing whatever we can do, but it will not change unless we don't change the politicians that are in Washington. You know, it's the only way, because they're the ones that are allowing everything, all the mass that is going, not only in this country. Well, why? It's because the communists, they have an agenda and they don't care about U.S. people. <clears throat> they don't care about taxpayers. They care about just their greedy communist agenda. And somebody was saying in your radio that <clears throat> why there is such an incredible difference today and so far away from each other, Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. Simple, because we don't have no more democratic party any longer 
we have an agenda the Democrats are pushing day and night like uh, <clears throat> like never before. Do you think, um, you know, I think when you talk about the communists in Nicaragua and what's happening in last uh, last hour, we talked about all those countries down there, Venezuela and stuff, and what <laughs> happened. There was a there was a particular vision for what they wanted to do with socialism and other things that collapsed. Uh, as it does, and uh, creates oppression and authoritarianism. Does our country have a vision from a leadership standpoint? Either way, like what's the, would you say that we have a vision for where the United States should be? Well, be honest to you, n- not at all. Yeah. They're, they have a vision for their agenda, but, but, but not for the U.S. citizens, for the people that we worked so hard. You know, be honest to you, I love this country because when in 19... 19- 83 when i was kicked out from my country my parents were confiscated my father was tortured and in the u.s opened the doors Mm. to me and to my family and be honest to you now i say where do i go with my kids if the u.s collapse under the regime of the communists yeah it's and uh, that's what I'm I'm worried about it, Mario. Where thank do you. We go and yeah. What are we doing? I think it's the right question, and I would and Mario appreciate your call, and I'm glad that you're here with us, and uh, and hang in there. You know what? Our country, I think, um, I think that the people are waking up, and I do think that there is uh, there is hope. So thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. When I asked that vision question, you know, the vision for where we want to go and what we want to be as a country. That needs to be stated by our our leaders. And you might have competing visions, but at least there would be a vision. And the vision has to be more than make America great again, or yes, we can, or, you know, I don't know, what did Biden have? Build back better that he stole from the British guy. Did you know that, that he took that from, uh, he took that from uh, Boris Johnson? But then's the breaks. That was a build back better thing. But we, you know, there is a time for leadership that we need, you know, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We're going to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade, you know. Uh, When we state who our enemies are very clearly, they're the evil empire. They are the focus of evil in the modern world, Reagan said. That, you know, people criticized Reagan for that. His own people criticized him for that. His wife criticized him for that, I think. And, uh, but it was the, it needed to be said And it also needs to be true. We need to have a vision for where this country is going to go in this century and how we're going to take care of our people in the right way and encourage our people uh, and get government, I think, off the backs of people and stop making government the solution. Instead, make the people the solution. That's my opinion. 888-528-2557. Dawn in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, Pastor Scott. Um, yeah, there was a caller earlier that said she was upset because of the people in the church were not seeing things correctly. But uh, deception is going to be the number one thing in the end time. So I, my advice would be to just forget about those people. They've always been there and they always will be. Now, I have a solution that could be a little premature. Uh, for this time right now, I still see hope. But if we start to get any worse than we already are, I'm for the military just rounding up the government um, that are the criminals and um, give them a 10-day trial, line them up on a firing squad, 
and so, put them out. So you've reached that point. You're just here for a military well, coup. It's a, little, it's a little premature. I do believe it is premature, but I am for it. I'm for like each of them can have a 10-day trial. It's but, treason. But where, it's does, where does that lead? You know, at the end of the day, because that's what happens in all these Central American countries. The military is, you know, not usually actually run by whoever the president is. And they do. They have military coups all the time. And sometimes they're right. Sometimes the military is getting rid of a leader who is bad. And sometimes they're they're just uh, corrupt themselves. How does it leave a country when that happens? How do we all get on the same page of unity all of a sudden if that were to happen? we're not going to be on the same page. So what do you okay? do with the people who because, think that that's that that is the wrong approach? If that were to happen and half the country thinks that was a terrible thing to happen, what do we do with those people? Um I think they'll put themselves in check out of fear, okay? So and um <laughs> Well, you know, Don, Don, (laughs) I appreciate uh, the frustration. I think you should lean into the hope, okay? I think you need to lean into the hope and not putting the fear of the military on the American people from either side, right? Because the other side could easily say the same thing, right? They could say, uh, you know what, we're tired of people who are on the conservative side of things, and uh, we're going to imprison all of them, and we're going to go to war against them. That it's, well, you know, there, gonna... is a, there, there is a right and there is a wrong. Um, I want to just say this one last thing. I would give them all a chance uh, to come to Jesus before you pull the trigger. <laughs> you know, Don I, Don, I would lean into the hope, all right, uh, of our country and uh, of that. All right, Don. You know, <laughs> we, we can't go there, right? If we go there, we're done. If that were to happen in our country where the gov- the military, you know, unless there's something really laid out, right? And that's and that's a thing today is that there's a lot of accusations. You know, there's accusations against uh, – these came out uh, this week, right? I think it's going to trickle out in time, and there's probably some politics. I'm talking about the, the Biden and the Hunter laptop and all of that story. Republicans started trickling out some of the Biden family issues, okay, um, of many people in the Biden family – are receiving or have received, and they have the bank records, money, large amounts of money from foreign powers, including China. And the question is, what's that for? It's a legitimate question. Um, But you've got to dot all the I's. If President Biden is the corrupt person that some people are saying, you still have to dot the I's and cross the T's. And I would take you back to the accusations of Donald Trump working with Russia to secure the presidency. That story turned out to be false, and millions of dollars of investigations went into it, and they discovered uh, there was no evidence of collusion with the Donald Trump campaign in Russia. That's what the Mueller report said. Imagine if we would have, if the left would have just said, "Forget that. We're bringing in the military, and we're taking Donald Trump and his people out because he colluded with Russia. It's treason, and we didn't." follow the facts. See, what we know now, and maybe you don't know it because you didn't read it, there are two parts of the Mueller report. One of them is uh, obstruction of justice. You know, maybe he did some of that. But the reason he didn't get in trouble for that is because the the first part is the part that was the most serious part where he's being accused of colluding with Russia and he didn't do it. And it's really hard to get him on obstruction of justice when the actual charge is bogus, you see. Uh, we can't do that. Instead, I think we use the ballot box. We And we need to secure voting. That's a whole nother story, by the way, that uh, needs to come out. In fact, I'm going to do this next week, I think, but I'll give you a preview. Google, after the show, 
uh, Lodi City Councilman is arrested for voter fraud. And watch the press conference from the police up there, the sheriff's department up there, that talks about all these ballots they found in his house. Filled out ballots and empty ballots from the 2020 election and uh, other elections. That should be a national story. Both sides should be going crazy about that. Because it turns out you can just go to the Secretary of State website and get yourself a bunch of ballots. They found on the voter registrations in uh, San Jacinto County, according to this, they found hundreds of people born in 1850 who are still uh, on the voter rolls and and thousands of people who are well into their 90s who are voting and there's just not that many people in that age in that county many many problems that doesn't mean that they all voted or that it's all fraudulent but it's ripe for fraud and this guy got busted for fraud and he had just himself like 90 ballots or something imagine how many people it would take that's for real that's not some voting machine conspiracy. That's not a lot of the stuff that people say without proof. There is something real to that. That's tangible, and both sides should be involved in that. Imagine if we really trusted the voting system again, which we need to. That's the jeopardy. I think that's one of the biggest jeopardies for our country. Both sides, Republicans and Democrats, have to get on the same page with that. It's a whole other story. 888-528-2557. I'll give you more details. I'm, I'm working on that. But the preview is Lodi City Councilman uh, is uh, busted for voter fraud. And watch the press conference from the sheriff's department. It'll blow your mind. Uh, let's see. Eric in San Diego, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, thank you for the info on Hyundai and Kia. I'm going to move some stuff out of my garage and get my uh, – we got a new Kia, so now i got yeah. to park it in the garage now. Thank you. You're Keep welcome. You know, I, Keep it close to you. Yeah, I had to move my uh, – I have a Honda, and they're stealing the catalytic converters out of the Hondas, and somebody did it in the, oh, where we live. In fact, I had another Honda that was stolen right in front of my house, and my wife heard that and cleared out the garage, and now we get both cars in the garage. It's amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. But I wanted to call and uh, about the the topic of, um, you know, people coming into the border. Uh, this is specific for Mexico, but what about the Mexican dream? Let's say you're in Mexico and your whole life you're told, you know what, the good life is right over there. Uh, with enough people having that mentality over there, they're going to stop looking at their country as the amazing place that it is. I think I live in San Diego. I'm right there. I work with people from Mexico. And there's just a mentality that over here it's better when over there could be fixed if the corruption was gone. Yeah. Because it's beautiful and the real estate is pre- it's great real estate. Um, but they have a, a corruption problem that I think uh, we might be, by having an open and porous border, we might be stealing some of the ambition. And uh, not only that, like uh, a lot of people who say, oh, no, they need to come over here from Mexico, they're kind of saying that, Mexico, you're not capable of taking care of uh, your people. And that's simply not the case. If, if they could have the people who would be willing to fight for that country, I mean, think about how much strength it takes you to come and, and uh, get past the stuff to get across the border. If that strength was there they would be able to fight off some of the corruption and cartels and stuff. You know, it's a, it's a question, uh, Eric, I appreciate your call on that. It's, it's something that people ask even around the world in other countries. It's something that we in our country need to not take for granted, that actually we're the oddballs in the world that managed for 200 and some years, coming up on 250 years, 
um, to have a country that is truly run by the people, with all of our flaws and with the sins of our nation and other problems that we've had, we have done something that has not been seen in world history. And you would think that that would be easy to pass along. Like, why don't other countries, as they develop, just photocopy our Constitution and do that? And why is it that the United States, whenever we have had military operations or or other things that are maybe covert, why have we been unable to nation build when it seems like we've got the recipe? There is something about the nature of human beings and power and corruption that has always existed that is very hard to overcome. And we did it for a period of time with our own problems. But part of our struggle now is, are we going to be able to hold on to it? Was it uh, Benjamin Franklin, you know, I think, who said, uh, you know, if you can keep it, you know, how long are we going to be able to keep this up where we can have the freedoms? I, I'm afraid that we take them for granted. I'm afraid that by by running down our country and the education system by, you know, I think we can be honest about our country's failures and stuff, but I think at the same time you need to say, Still, we're a country that is moving forward, that we believe that there should be equal rights, that we have the principles of the Declaration of Independence to shoot for, even though we have fallen short so often, we've got the right path. See, that's part of the vision. We have a vision that's built into the DNA of our country, but if we start to reject that vision, uh, if we start to feel like we're not capable anymore, if we start to feel like uh, it's just not going to work, well, the only thing the world has seen otherwise is tyranny, outright tyranny. We, we have to keep it here. And then I think if we are the shining city on the hill, as people have said, uh, which isn't really right, because actually the shining city on the hill is uh, the kingdom of God. Um, but with respect to the United States, if we're going to be the example for the world, um, we've got to make sure we don't lose it. We need to keep it. All right, I got to take a break. I see your call, Luis. You've been on a long time. We'll get back to you as soon as we come back. Uh, Ted and David, it's Open Line Friday. Hey, it's Mother's Day. Also, I'd love to know, uh, what are you doing for Mother's Day? If you're a mom, what do you hope happens? What is the right gift? What's something creative? What's something helpful? What's something meaningful? Call me up, 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. 888-528-2557. Hey, it's Mother's Day this weekend. What are you doing for Mother's Day? If you're a mom... What is the most meaningful gift you've received? Or, you know, if if you're thinking, I need to put a clue out to my kids or my husband or somebody, you know, what what would you really like? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Luis in Pasadena, you still there? You've been on hold for a long time. Yes, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah, I just wanted to join in on a couple of your callers. One asked what he should do or how to get involved. And I've been talking to my wife, and I'm going to get involved. City of Pasadena, a lot of laws that are 
pass in California, starting Pasadena, and they end up going to Sacramento. So I'm going to get involved. Another thing, uh, one caller was uh, sort of discouraged and about Christians being deceived, and we have hope. And then that last caller, Dawn, uh, she was real funny talking about the firing line. Well, the Scripture actually says in one passage, I think it's in the Psalms, where it says, the earth opened up and they were all swallowed. So falling into the hands of the living God is a fearful thing. Yeah. So as Christians, we can't lose hope. It says don't be weary in, in doing what is right, because at the end of the day, we know who's in charge. That's right. And at the end of the day, you know, that's and that's a great point there, because I think, you know, we worry about our country and stuff, but Jesus isn't isn't lost. There, God is not looking down wondering what on earth we're doing. You know, we are not outside of the ultimate plan of God, even in our own destruction, if that's where we're headed. And we need to have faith in that. And our, our goal is to, to care for one another uh, and to make disciples. That's what Jesus asked us to do. And, uh, you know, there is a part of all this trouble that might be shaking up the church to a point where we're going to focus more on disciple-making. And incidentally, if we are making more disciples on our local level than those people get elected, you get probably some more wise decisions being made. Uh, yeah. So, Luis, thanks for uh, being involved. You should uh, be speaking out. And, and don't worry. Uh, that's a message, I think, for all of us. Thank you, Luis, for hanging in there. And, you know, when we talk about this, it is frustrating. You know, what we're seeing on the news today is frustrating. Uh, and, you know, we feel like, why are our leaders making this happen? And we can analyze that and come up with an idea. We might even be right. But at the end of the day, God is in control. God has not lost control. He is not confused about why this is happening. And somehow all of this plugs into God's ultimate plan. Some people, uh, one of our callers earlier, you know, he's called a couple of times before, and he, I think, is resolved to the idea that this is the end, this is end times. Uh, If it is, then it's difficult to find the United States in prophecy in the Bible. We are either not existing or we don't matter. You know, we're just part of everybody else and we don't seem to have an impact uh, unless we're the bad guy. Some people think that. I'm not too sure about that. But, uh, you know, whatever the case is, Jesus is on the throne. One day he's coming back and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And in the meantime, our job is to demonstrate and announce the gospel to the people in our life to follow what Jesus commanded us to do and make disciples and take care of people and to have hope that uh, this this world and everything in it, it's uh, not important other than what is of the kingdom of God. 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels. Ted, I got to meet Ted in person this week Amen. at the pastor's, uh, pastor's so... breakfast. Amen. That was so fun. It was an honor. We We got some uh, pictures together. I'm sharing with my friends and family, and total blessing. That was, the pastor's breakfast was uh, a hit, and you got to meet so many special people and listen to the minister from South Central with 41 years' experience. Oh my God, that guy! He was great, uh, Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. Uh, you know, he ministered to pastors from all over uh, LA area. And it's a blessing. And I would just remind you, I did this uh, yesterday on the show, is everybody, you need to be praying for your pastors. Uh, he kind of did like a an altar call, not for pastors to come and receive Christ, although there's probably some pastors who need to. 
<laughs> but but well, yeah, more like yeah, that just, kind of thing to encourage and to strengthen, and we got to pray for each other, and it was very moving. Amen. It was a good time. Yes, I mean, all of us came up at the end. I mean, it was very moving. He, The Holy Spirit was moving, and uh, what a delivery. I mean, every every little punch was a delivery of, of ministering. He ministered. Uh, he basically, basically pastored the pastors that day. I mean, Yeah, it was a good so, thing. It really was. It was a blessing. And and, uh, and I wanted to lean into the topic of who chose it today. I mean, you know, look, the problem is they're constantly trying to demonize uh, either side, calling, you know, the right racist when, you know, I'm from L.A. I mean, I have so many Mexican-American, Latino-American, Central-American, South-American. They're all American. We're just the United States of America and they have achieved a dream, an American dream, worked hard to get it. And uh, they're as, as American as us, and they don't want to lose it. And they're not given a voice. And I'm so proud of the, the Latino heritage people that ha- are speaking up because they've seen the tyranny of what's happened in those nations. And they're just, it's a miracle. It's a total miracle. And, uh, you know, nobody wants to talk about the all Chicano um, a Republican group that meets in Culver City in the Fox Hills area. They've been meeting there for decades that are business owners that want to keep their families fed and keep their businesses alive that are hard, hard workers. But they just want to continually demonize uh, that white people it's, are racist. Well, it's kind of what happens totally in wrong. politics, right, is people will find a way to demonize the other side. I think we've just crossed so many lines that – you know, I mean, racism is evil, but sometimes we are in a place where we, if you just have a different policy idea, you're also evil, right? That we are, yeah. we are, we're making everything that a person disagrees with the other side into something evil and they're a bad person. Um, and what that does is that then it diminishes the actual evils of racism and it diminishes other evils that are out there and it just puts them every, all in the same thing. It's a big, yes. it's a big crisis. Uh, in, really in how we lead. Once again, it's it's a vision thing, you know, for America, and uh, we need leadership that'll take us in the right way. Ted, thanks for calling. It was great to meet you, and thanks for coming to the pastor's uh, breakfast this week yeah. or earlier. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. I'd like to hear from uh, moms, you know, or, you know, or even... Uh, kids and maybe what you're doing for your mom, something that you did that really worked out, something that really blessed your mom, maybe you will inspire people who are a little late to realizing that it's already Mother's Day this weekend. So don't forget that. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Michael in Hollywood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, I just want to um, talk about the current state of America and how I personally personally believe that the new world order is inevitable um and i think that it all goes back all what what does the new world order mean to you it's um basically the um merging of the entire world uh, like a one world uh, government yeah the one world government one world uh, society uh one world you know just everything kind of melting into one okay and being one and I think that it all goes back to what happened in the Garden of Eden and us losing paradise because of sin. And because of that fact, we, um, you know, live by the sweat of our brow and, you know, 
from from dust we were made and into dust we will return and i think that you know the the end of the bible and you know this um final system with the antichrist over it is um basically the end of this evolution this uh basically um you know the way it, it's the end of this it, this all, yeah where you do you feel like that we're we're headed there now like we said before that this uh there's been new world orders before right there's empires and other things over time uh do you feel like this is it we're going to um get into the final stages of things I think but I think the the major thing that will trigger it is World War 3 and um I think that after you know that uh, catastrophic event um you know people just you know I think finally agree to um, this new world order and we're all, we all have to live as one and no borders and all this kumbaya stuff when, you know, just to, um, you know, I guess not end up dead or, you know, maybe from fear or, um, you know, just, you know, when something horrible happens, everyone's really, you know, more motivated to work together and, you know, be nice to yeah. each other. Well, there's a lot of things. Uh, I'm going to have to go to a break here in a minute, Michael. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, you know, when people speculate, and it's a fun conversation to have, you know, about how things are going to end up at the end of time, you know, or right before the coming of Christ or Antichrist, uh, the last era, you know, uh, the Bible says in First Thessalonians 5, when people, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape, you know, you can interpret that, I suppose, uh, in different ways. You've got to be careful not to connect dots. But, you know, if there is going to be a one-world government, or maybe it's just a one-world economy, right? Maybe there is countries but then fall under an economic leadership structure of some kind. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like that final period of time. But whatever it is, maybe we get there because of World War Three and some kind of horrific catastrophe, but maybe we get there because it's convenient, you know, the for a one-world economy to flourish, what has to happen? Well, I think everything has to be digital. I think you got to get rid of cash. And, you know, for a ultimate, and I, I believe that this would be true of uh, the end times, of the Antichrist at the end, that the Bible says that person would be able to control how people buy or sell. Well, how would you do that right now? You couldn't really do that, but we're not that far away from having a digital currency system where you could do that, where we're... A small group of people could control even how individuals buy or sell. It's We definitely can see how that would happen. And the thing is about that is that we may not need a war to do that. It might just be incredibly convenient. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it, Jared? The, you go into a supermarket, they've got this test thing. Like, there's no checkers, nobody. Every single thing in the store has an RFID chip in it. And you have one. It's in your, it's in your hand or it's in your keychain or however you do it. And you literally put everything in the cart and you walk out the store, it scans you and it scans everything in your cart and everything is paid for. Like you can't you can't steal stuff because it charges you for whatever you're taking out of the store. Uh, incredible. That technology exists today. I think it's probably coming to a supermarket or a Walgreens or a CVS in San Francisco eventually if uh, they have any left up there. Uh, that that exists today, and you know what? Super convenient, unless you happen to be a supermarket checkout person. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. 
Open Line Friday. It's Mother's Day. Do you want to call in and give a tribute to your mom or say what you're doing for Mother's Day or something that has been a meaningful Mother's Day for you? It's a great time to share it as we have our final segment coming up here as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Mother's Day this weekend. Give me a call. Tell me what you're doing or what was something that was inspiring or maybe you just want to share a memory of your mom. 888-528-2557. Or maybe you're a mom and you want to... uh, Give people a clue of what you would like to receive for Mother's Day, 888-528-2557. Rick in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Rick, you with us? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 I'm here. All right, thanks. A couple of things. Um, First of all, on the issue of of the town hall meeting earlier today, I think it was a caller earlier today uh, saying, uh, being very, you know, unhappy with how... uh, Trump answered or didn't answer the questions and had a lot of statements to make, um, you know, it, like he's being lying. I'm not a Trump defense, defense lawyer, by the way, but I just find it curious that someone can come on on, on air. And um, we don't know if uh, really, you know, do we know if it was rigged election? I mean, yeah, in the court of, in the court of law, there were several lawsuits that actually were filed and processed, and they deemed that result, the, the actual the results that are actually that we all know, uh, as valid. But you know, we know that there's been cases where that has happened, and uh, and there's been uh, rigged processes, regardless of the outcome of the court. So um, that's one thing. Second, in terms of immigration, which by the way, a shout out to Mario from Mission Viejo, if he's still listening, from one immigrant citizen to another. I think his comments were right on. Mm. Um, but uh, it's an absolute, absolute travesty what's going on in immigration, and there is absolutely an agenda. You know, we are right now, after from 9 p.m. last night, California became Hotel California. Really, we cannot call it that now. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it's clear as water. It's clear yeah. as water. Well, and we're, we're seeing the, the humanitarian crisis of all of it. And, you know, already today a teenager has died in, in custody of the U.S. government, right? And how many people are going to die? Where are people going to go? Some people will find their way with family and find a place, and that happens. But some people are going to end up on the street just like all the homeless people we're seeing everywhere and be part of that group, and they will not survive. And they will the become— majority because— yeah. The vast, the vast majority, because, you know, in the numbers that are coming in, I have a hard time thinking they all have relatives here. Some people are, the vast right. majority are just coming. Yeah. You know what? The doors are open. Let's take a chance. It's a false hope. And they've been given that false hope by uh, a whole lot of things. So, you know, it's something that uh, churches are going to have to step up and be involved, even just to feed people. Um, and yeah. then we we have to be honest with our government officials that this is not okay. Um, but, and it's uh, not the people's fault. But it's if, not the people's fault. I mean, we, we have a say in my country where we say, you know, it's not the pig's fault, but he who fits it, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, and it's exactly right. It's the government, the one that is fostering yeah, it's you know, a, people at risk right now. It's the government issue. Uh, thank you for your call, Rick. Appreciate that. You know, Ronald Reagan was right, you know, when he used to say nine scariest words in the English, English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And that 
you know, government seems to make things worse so often. There's room, there's reason for government, right? Your streets and your road signs and, and uh, you know, the sewers and all of that. That's what government is for, the militaries, and there's definitely necessary government. But when uh, government gets involved with agendas and other stuff, it, uh, it, it makes things worse or it creates a problem and then it has to solve its own problem. 888-528-2557. Uh, let's talk about moms here for the rest of the show. William and Fullerton, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, hi, and, William. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about Mother's Day. Yeah. It, it, when you mentioned that, the thought just crossed my mind. My mother uh, passed away several years ago, so I don't have her around anymore. But... Um, I'd like to uh, have people think about uh, the sacrifices that our real mothers made and the absolute love that mothers had in their hearts for giving birth to everybody in the first place and Mm. didn't make that decision to murder their child in the womb. Okay, that, you know, I... It's a sad thing, you know, the, that issue when we're dealing with that. And, you know, and I think that, that we don't talk enough about how much suffering goes on after that decision is made, uh, often by, by women yeah. who do that. And, and I think that we're in a place where we're not championing women and the work that they do in raising uh, our country like they do any country. Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. Need to, we need to champion them more. Yeah. They're, we do, uh, and uh, you know, one of the group of people that are trying to erase women. Yeah, and one of the there's things that's happening is uh, trying to yeah. women. William. Thank you for your call. We're running out of time, and I want to share a couple of thoughts before we go. But I appreciate your call today. You know, it is um, your your mom, and you maybe your mom wasn't the best mom because she had some issues, or maybe you're struggling as a mom because you've had some things go on. But I think deep down there is love of a mother. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I just want to take a minute and uh, thank my mom. My mom, her name is Alice. And uh, my mother was an opera singer. And she was a very good opera singer. And she gave up a career that her Hollywood voice teacher told her that if she didn't have a family and she wanted to go for it, if he would have met her younger, she could have gone anywhere she wanted, including the Metropolitan Opera in New York. She sang for an organization that used to be called the Southern California Opera Company. I'm not sure. I think that name has changed or it's merged with another opera group. But I got to go to operas and stuff a lot as a kid, follow them along. Uh, But I've asked my mom, do you ever regret giving that up? And she says no. And because she got to raise me and my sister and be there as a family. My mom was there. And, uh, yes, she made us go to operas, and she even made me sing in one one time. Uh, and they put makeup on my face and all kinds of stuff, and uh, I had to go out there and, and do the deal, uh, which was actually a blast. It was a little bit embarrassing. I must have been like eighth grade or something. Uh, and I did get in trouble one time. Some of you will understand this. I went to an opera once, and I had gone to several performances of it. I was sort of dragged there. And on the last one, I stood up in the back row, and I yelled, You sank my battleship! And uh, I got some laughs, and I also got in a lot of trouble. But uh, I do enjoy (laughs) that uh, my mother did not – she didn't know. Uh, She knew that there was a disturbance of some kind. She didn't find out later until my father said that uh, it was your son. Uh, Anyway, thank you, Mom. I love you. And uh, my wife, Christy, 
you know, one of the reasons I married Christy, she and I were friends, like genuinely friends and sort of dating other people and all of that. And, uh, you know, she's a wonderful girl and I always liked being around her, but what, what attracted me to her first in the, the, I'm going to move this beyond friendship stage was her talking about how much she cared about her, her many nieces and nephews. Christy has uh, five brothers and sisters. So, and there's, there's, they're all older than her by a lot. She's the baby by 12 years, I think. Uh, so when she's a young person, she's already Aunt Christy and has been Aunt Christy her whole life to a whole bunch of kids, uh, many of whom I know. In fact, I've done a lot of their weddings now, so it's been a great part of my life. But I I became attracted to her because of how she talked about them, how she cared about their faith, how she cared about how they would grow up. And, um, and I thought, this person would make a good wife and a good mother. Why am I not dating her? And she has been a great wife and a great mother to our two boys, James and John, the sons of thunder. And uh, they are 14 and 11. And they're not always, uh, you know, they're they're two boys who are 14 and 11. I can't remember what it was now. Johnny did something that really upset Christy. And I laughed out loud because it's sort of one of those 11-year-old boy things. And, uh, you know, we kind of had to work through that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she had uh, she has one brother and four sisters. So the whole boy thing in the house is is new to her. She has adapted. She has done great and has been wonderful. So thank you, Christy, for being such a great mom. And happy Mother's Day to you and happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And don't worry. You know, we have conversation today on the immigration issue and, and things in our country that are scary. Don't worry. You have a Savior who is Jesus Christ. And, you know, Whatever happens in this world, the worst thing that's going to happen to you if you know Jesus is you're going to go to heaven with Jesus forever, and you'll get to know him and get to be with him forever, and that's what he wants for you. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. I hope you have a great weekend. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're on every day from 3 to 5. You can get a podcast at kkla.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I will see you on Monday. God bless. Have a great Mother's Day weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.